Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day again. Uh, if you're a mom, let's uh, one more time. I know that saw some people coming in while we were doing music. Uh, let's give our moms a hand. Uh, you are awesome. And none of us would be here without you. <laughs> Literally. Uh, no, we just... You know, today's Mother's Day, and, and we want to celebrate uh, you. And, and if I'm honest, it's kind of difficult being it's kind of difficult being a dude preacher on Mother's Day because because I have to um, you know connect what the Bible says to moms, and then I can't leave the guys out, so I've got to bring them along with us and. And let's just face it, what do I know about being a mom? Like, I have a mom, you know, and, and, I, and I'm married to a woman who's a mom, but I'm a dude. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a mom. I never had anything growing inside of me. Some of you uh, fellows, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you do have something growing inside of you. You need to get that thing checked out. Um, man, I feel like I have. I, I bought this vest last year, and I was telling a guy before church, I've got to put on a few pounds. This thing is tight. So, Mom, I know how you feel when your clothes start getting tight right now. Woo! Anyway, uh, what do I know about being a mom? And so the difficult thing is, and I've talked about this before, when you start a message, when you start a sermon, uh, what you want to do in the first, you know, five minutes or so is you want to kind of get everybody tracking in the same direction. We call it in, like, preaching circles, creating common ground. But how do I create common ground as a dude on Mother's Day when I don't really know what it's like to be a mom? And so what I've done, Hope, is there a song maybe that you can do to help us kind of uh, get all on the same page about, about being a mom, about what it's like to have struggles as a mom, what you go through, what you're thinking? Do you have something? It looks like you've got something already planned like the person that shows up to church. Hey, can you sing a song for us? Ah, oh, I didn't bring anything. Here's my tape. You know, for those of you who like grew up in church, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But those of you who didn't, you have no idea. So you, you have something prepared? Okay. We got it. Right on. Well, uh, hopefully this will create common ground for us so that we can all kind of begin our Mother's Day message on the, on the, on the right path, uh, all thinking the same thing. So this should be interesting. All right, let's see what we got. Is this the real life? Is Sympathy. 
There's common ground, right? And we're all on the same page about what it's like to be a mom. See, you need to text your friend right now that said, I'm not coming to church uh, this morning. When we say you don't want to miss church, you don't want to miss church. Uh, we know what's, what's coming up. So uh, yeah, right on. There we go. Let's just jump right into this. Um, this, I hope that you don't get angry with me, uh, mom, but, but uh, let's just face it. What we saw here proves it. Moms are a little weird, okay? Moms can get weird. Listen, my mom, uh, my mom took me to church as a kid um, my, my whole entire childhood. And we didn't have like a cool kid's church uh, at, at, at my church, no. I just had to sit in the, in the sanctuary, shut up, and be quiet. You know, like here, listen, let me just clue you in on this. If you have a kid and they're in our kids' ministry, they are not being babysat, they are being ministered to. And so I didn't have that growing up. And my friends, they got to bring like, you know, action figures, He-Man action figures or coloring books or, or like Tonka trucks, some of them, you know. I got to bring nothing. I had to sit there and listen to the preacher. And my mom sang in the choir. And if I started getting rowdy, my mom sang like the second row on the right. And I would look up there and she would give me that look. You know what I'm talking about? Those of you who grew up in church, if your mama sang in the choir, you know the look I'm talking about. The look says this, don't make me come out of this choir loft. I will take you outside. And listen, you didn't want to go outside. Outside was where bad things happened to you. 
nobody wanted to be spanked on the steps of the church. And so, you know, you like straighten up immediately. Moms, moms have that, have that like weird gene. You know, check, try this. This week, you can't do it today, you have to do it tomorrow. Go to Chick-fil-A between 11 to 1, because moms are always there from 11 to 1, because they have the playground and kids get to play for free. Um, go up to a group of ladies that have babies and do this. Just go, I smell a little poo-poo. Every mom in that group will grab their kid and sniff its hind end. That's not right. Some of them will do the finger test. Do you know what the finger test is? They stick the finger in the diaper and like, oh, look. I have never in my life walked into a room and gone, bro, you got something going on there. You check that out. Yep, see? Moms can be weird, man. Moms have, moms have weird ideas. Check this picture out. This is a mom's idea. That's mom's idea. You, want, you know how it's not dad's idea? Look at dad. He doesn't want to be there. Dad is not digging his shirt. The kid on the down here, he looks petrified. The girl in the upper left, she's laughing because she knows this is silly. And the little girl down here, she's just happy she's on mama's lap. Mom's the only one really smiling. Moms have weird ideas. Nobody in this picture thought this was a good idea except mom. Listen, if this is your family photo, make sure you stop outside in the lobby and get a good picture of your kids, post on you know, Facebook, send it to your mom, she'd appreciate it. Listen, moms are just a little weird. Do you know why mom's weird? Because of you. You did this to her. She was normal before you came along. She was fun, she was outgoing, but you made her weird. When you showed up, you triggered the weird. And so what I want to do today is, is, is take that like, what it means to be a mom, and then let's open up our Bible to Luke chapter 1, and let's look at the mom of all moms. Like mom, the mother Mary. Mom, uh, the, the, the mother of Jesus. And you think you got a tough job being a mom, right, of your kid. Try being Jesus' mom. Like you can't pull the same stuff you pull with your kid. Your kid does something, and you're like, what you think, you're, you're perfect? Jesus kind of looks like, yeah can't do that as, as, as Mary. So she, you know, she had a tough go. And we're in the middle of the Good Life series, and so we're still continuing that. So if I was going, the, the, the specific title of today's message is The Mom Life, because we're in The Good Life, and so we're going to talk about The Mom Life. But, but, but if we expanded the title out really long, today it's about four things that every mom needs to know to experience the good life. Four things, mom, that you need to know not just every mom, but really, listen to me, fellas, every dad in the room needs to hear these things. And it's not just every mom and dad, but every soon-to-be mom. If you have an idea, like, at some point in my life, I'd like to be a mom, you need to hear these things. If you have a mom, <laughs> that should cover us all in the room, you need to hear these four things. And they're four things that the angel uh, tells Mary that comes directly from God. So these are four things God wants Mary to know as she's heading into motherhood. And I think it's four things that God wants you to know this morning. If you're a mom, if you have a mom, if you're thinking about being a mom, you need to know these things. I think it's going to help you this morning. Look at this. Listen, listen up because we don't have a lot of time and I got a lot of stuff here. So here we go. Number one, first thing you need to know. The Lord is with you. Mom, the first thing you need, the first thing God wants you to know this morning is that the Lord 
is with you. Check this out, Luke chapter 1. We're going to start with verse 26, and then we're just going to read uh, this, this little story. Verse 26, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. First thing God wanted Mary to know before she began this crazy journey of, of motherhood that she was about to, to go on is he, he, he wants her to know, Mary, the Lord is with you. Mom, this morning, God wants you to know something. Single mom, God wants you to know something. Expecting mom, mom to be, mom hopefully someday, God wants you to know something. The Lord is with you. Now, why is that important? You want to know why that's important? Because let's face it, mom, you can feel lonely sometimes. It can be lonely being a mom. And I'm, and I'm not just talking to the single moms, although maybe you feel this especially difficult. Maybe you feel loneliness in a way that many of us don't quite understand. But I'm not just talking to you, although I am talking to you. I'm talking to married moms. Moms who are married and yet you feel all alone. I'm talking to deployed moms. Moms whose husband maybe is in, is in the Navy and, and, and he's on the other side of the, of, of the world and you feel like you've got to wear both hats at the same time. I'm talking, I, I, I'm talking this morning to, to, to moms who maybe just emotionally, maybe your husband's present, but maybe he's not there. Like, like when, when, when a baby cries, dads, answer this question for me. If you're holding a baby and it cries, what's the first thing you do? No, you hand it to mom. That's the first thing I did. When, when we had a newborn, we had Lex about eight years ago, almost nine now, and I knew nothing about kids. Like, I was the youngest on both sides of my family, and so I knew, I knew next to nothing about babies. So when I'm holding Lex and he starts crying, he doesn't have an on and off switch, and because I can't power him down, I'm a dude, I don't know what to do. Like, if it doesn't have an on and off power button, fellas, we get confused. Like, well, what do we, what do, we do? So you know what I did? I handed it to mom. <laughs> Uh, here you go. You seem to know how to make this thing stop doing this. <laughs> so could you take care of this guy? And she would take him. But, but what happened, you know, I was starting a job at the same time. Right when Lex was born, I was jumping into a, a, a youth ministry position as a youth pastor. And, you know, I didn't know what exactly what I was doing at home, trying to be a dad. And so I dove into what I thought I could do, which would be a youth pastor. And so I worked really hard and I and I and I and I spent a lot of time and I would come home and I would still be working at home and one day Hope just says hey can you stop and just sit with me what are you talking about I got you, you got your thing to do I got my thing to do I got work and she says no no you don't understand I just want to sit with you kind of lonely Dads, do you know why mom oftentimes tries to talk over the TV when you're watching your third round of Sports Center? Which, by the way, it never changes. Like, it, they show the same episode over and over again, right? You know that. Anyway, it's because she just wants to have a conversation that doesn't go, Mom, Mama, Mom, Mommy, Mommy, Mama, Mom, 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 what? Hi. You ever seen that episode of The Family Guy with Stewie? That's hilarious. And that's exactly what sometimes mom feels like. You know, she, 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 she's just 
lonely. Empty nest moms, moms in the room where, you know, you've done your job, your kids have moved out, and, and, and they're on their own, and they're out of the house, but now you don't feel like a mom because they're not there, and because you don't feel like a mom anymore, you feel lonely. The Lord wants you to know something. He is with you. Moms who you've been trying, you and your husband have been trying for, for months or, or even years trying to have a kid and it's not happening for you and you feel all alone. God wants you to know right off the bat, Mom, I'm with you. And if that's you this morning, if that's your feeling, if you're like, man, I struggle with loneliness, the good news is, is that in Christ, if you are in Christ, if you have confessed Jesus, the promise that we have in Jesus is that he will not leave us. That's what he says. He says, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I'll go with you to the very ends of the world. Mom, God wants you to know he's with you. He hasn't left you. Psalm chapter 23 says that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to be afraid because he is with you. Do you want to know why that's important? Because at 3 a.m. when he's crying or she's crying and you can't get them back to sleep and you feel all alone, you need to know the Lord is with me. When, 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 when you're like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a single mom and dad walked out and, you know, he's doing his thing and I don't know, even know where he's at, seen him in five years, what am I going to do? Listen, he's with you. The Lord is with you. When your husband's not emotionally there for you because he's confused and dealing with his own stuff, I get it. The Lord is with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to run away. And I know that there are times when, when life is overwhelming and you can't feel that, but it's in those moments when you don't feel it that you got to know it. And your knowing's got to override your feelings and you got to tell yourself, the Lord with me. Number two, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Did you know that moms have a fear gear? You know what I mean? Like, like they can immediately, quicker than I think like God can, assume the absolute worst about a situation. Like they can create and imagine scenarios in their head that God is going scratching his head like, I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> moms have a fear gear. And you know why mom has a fear gear? Again, because of you. you. You gave her this. Because listen, have you ever heard your mom say something like, what were you thinking? You made her this way. You made her assume the impossible was possible and so it made her scared. And listen, here's the thing that I know about so many moms in this room. You parent out of fear. You parent from a place of fear, a place of insecurity, a place of, of, of a lack of confidence because you're so afraid. Listen to, listen to the story about Mary. Let's keep on going. Verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. So it, 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 it's so tempting and it's so easy, moms and dads, to, to parent our children from the position of fear of, of, oh God, I hope I don't do something wrong. I hope I don't mess up. 
You know, moms, you struggle with all kinds of fear. You know the kind of fear that, you know, I asked this question on Facebook. I said, you know, what's the most challenging thing that you deal with as a mom? And people sent, like, commented and sent private messages, and it's just like, responded one after another, and I was reading those. And you know what I come to discover? You know what mom struggles with? She, she's so scared that she's not going to live up to some standard of what it looks like to be mom because she compares herself to the moms around her. Mom, you, you, you compare yourselves to other moms and you end up walking away feeling like a failure because in your head you don't measure up. And you're so, you, you end up parenting out of that attitude and that posture of fear. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's like, you know, you're, you see your neighbor and your neighbor's kids and you're like, you look at your husband. She buys organic peanut butter and jelly for her kids and whole wheat bread. That's why their kids are so much smarter than ours and ours are stupid. We buy the normal peanut butter. Oh God, they're going to they're gonna go to they're going to go to prison. They're going to work for the company that their kids are the running. And they're going to make it alive in our kids. It's all because of the peanut butter we buy. Mom, you compare yourself so much to the people around you. And you base your success on, uh, you base your success as a mom on the performance of your kid. And that's jacked up. Like if your kid comes home with a bad grade on a test and you look at it and you think, oh God, what is, I'm a horrible mom. Maybe your kid just didn't study. You know, you ever think about that? Like maybe it's not on you. Maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it's their fault. Maybe they stayed up instead of studying. They were playing on their Xbox, you know. It's not on you. You don't have to take that on. Moms, moms fear all kinds of things. Did you know that moms fear their kids finding out about their past and the things they struggled with? Like, I know this for a fact, true story. I was like 17 years old on vacation in Wilmington, North Carolina at my aunt's house. We were all sitting around eating dinner one night, just talking, sharing, laughing, telling stories. And I found out at 17, my mama smoked pot when she was a kid. All I knew of my mom was this like church choir lady. And so I'm looking at her, I'm just like, mom. You smoked pot? She's like, well, yeah, it was just one night. And Why did you do it? Well, we all did it because we wanted to tell our kids about it. And so they wouldn't do it. I said, Mom, I'm 17. Do you know how many times I've been offered pot? You did not tell me this. Well, I didn't want you to think, what are you doing? You see, we think that if we tell our kids and, we, and they know about our past mistakes and our past failures, they're going to throw it back at us. But listen, if your kid throws your past back at you, that's on them. But sometimes we miss out on teaching opportunities. We miss out on, on helping our kids not experience the mistakes that we experience because we're so afraid of them finding out about our junk. Number three. You're taking notes, number three. Number one, the Lord is with you. Number two, do not be afraid. Number three, he will be great. He will be great. This is the third thing you need to hear this morning. Did you know not only are moms weird, <laughs> this is a great Mother's Day message, by the way. I hope you're really encouraged. Mothers are weird. Mothers have a fear gear. Mom can also be a little delusional sometimes. And here's what I'm telling you. This is what I'm talking about. Every mom in this room thinks her kid is the, is the smartest, 
brightest, prettiest, strongest, most athletic kid that they know. No, they're not. Your kid isn't really that pretty. We, we lie to you. I'm just kidding. Your kid is gorgeous. Your kid isn't really that smart. Like, you think your kid is the next Albert Einstein, but we see them picking up the popcorn off the floor and eating it. Moms can be delusional sometimes, especially when it comes to their kids, man. Because, because mom and dad's both, man. We want our kids to be great. But mom, I don't know if you know this, but rumor has it, when you have this idea that your kid is going to be great, it's a rumor. I'm not sure if it's true, but I've heard you can get a little controlling. Just heard that maybe, perhaps, by chance, you can get a little controlling. I mean, we've all heard the term stage mom. Nobody's heard stage dad. We don't care. Like, oh yeah, that'll be all right, that'll be fine. But mom, you can be a little controlling sometimes. Because listen, we have great plans for our kids and we want, we have this idea of what we want them to do. But listen to me, God has a plan for your kid. And I bet God's plan for your kid is a lot greater than your plan for your kid. And if you're so focused on controlling your kids so that they meet your plan, you might completely miss out on God's plan. Listen, let's just check this out. God tells Mary, verse 31. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Verse 32, here it is. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. God tells Mary, he says, listen to me, Mary. Through, through the angel Gabriel, he says, listen to me. I want, you to, I want to use you to bring Jesus into the world, but I don't want you to worry about what your plans for his life are going to be, because I got a plan. I got a plan for his life. And my plan, Mary, no offense, or maybe some offense, but my plan is greater than your plan. Listen, did you know that God knew your kid before you did? Did you know that God loved your kid before you ever felt your kid kick in your belly? God loved him, loved her, knew her, had a custom-designed plan and purpose on their life. And your child's greatness is not determined by them adhering to your plan, but by them submitting to God's plan. Your child will be great only in as much as they are submitted and surrendered to Jesus. So therefore, your, mo your, your job as a mom is not to control them. Your job as a mom is to move from control to influence. From control to influence. Now, I get it. We start out at control, right? Because we've all had the thought, like, if I don't control some things in this kid's life, they're not going to make it. <laughs> we, we all know, like, you know, there's certain things you got to put up, put away, or else, you know, your kid's going to get electrocuted, even though they're Albert Einstein. Um, you know that you, we've all had the thought, like, oh, God, my kid's not going to make it to 15 if I don't put, you know, uh, electric outlet covers on the wall you know they're not going to make it because they're going to stick something in there so so we start off controlling absolutely but listen we have to get to a point where we transition from control to influence control to influence because mom and i'm not trying to like read up in your email and junk and all that stuff but there's a reason why she won't return your call and i don't know all your business but maybe it's because you never made the transition from control to influence there's a reason why he doesn't want to come around, Dad. 
Maybe it's because you never made the transition from control to influence. And here's what influence looks like. Here's what influence looks like when you realize, listen, my job is to, is to move from control to influence. That means, and this might sting a little bit, that means give up trying to be the perfect mom and just be a great follower of Jesus. And if you can be a great follower of Jesus, you'll be an incredible mom. And here's what it looks like to be a mom who's a follower of Jesus. Here are your two responsibilities. To model for your kids who Jesus is, and then to help them discover who he is personally. That's your job, mom. That's your job, dad. That's it. Model for them who Jesus is, and then influence them and help them discover who he is in their life. And if we can just get that down, if we can just get those two things down, we'll be incredible moms. We'll be incredible dads. Number four. So we've talked about, you know, the Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. He will be great. Number four, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Have you ever, have you ever seen a mom who's just totally overwhelmed? Like you go to Target or Walmart, especially. If you want to see this, go to Walmart. Um, and, and you'll be in line, and like mom is there with like three or four kids. And do you notice how at the checkout line, they always put the candy and toys right on the kids' level? You know what I'm saying? And so you can see it happening. Steam starts coming up off her head, and, you, and, she, and her face starts getting red, and her teeth start gritting. And you can watch it happen. She starts looking at him, and she goes, you better get back to this. You're like, that mom's about to lose it. Listen, seriously, I had a friend growing up, uh, his mom would start praying when she felt overwhelmed. She'd be like, dear Lord Jesus, you've got to help me right now or I'm going to kill these kids in Jesus' name. Help me, Lord. Like, whoa, we better back up. Moms, it's real easy to get overwhelmed and it's real easy to take everything that I said, like your, your job, mom, is just to model for them who Jesus is and, and, and help them discover who he is in their own personal life. You can take that and you can get overwhelmed. How do I do that? How do I even get there? Is, is that even possible? Like, I don't have, I know so many moms, and you don't say this out loud, but I can read it in your Facebook post and your conversations and hear, overhearing you, your, your, your words just in the lobby. You're so afraid that you don't have what it takes, that you can't do this. Look at, look at Mary, verse 34. Angel tells her all this stuff. He's going to be great, Mary. And look what her first words are. How will this be? I'm, I'm a virgin. Like, what you're saying, Gabriel, is impossible. And maybe, Mom, that's how you feel with everything that I've just said this morning. Pastor Josh, that sounds real nice. And that sounds great. And I want to be a great follower of Jesus. But the reality is, I don't know that much about the Bible. How am I supposed to teach them about Jesus when I'm barely making it myself? What you're saying, Pastor, is impossible. Now I just feel more overwhelmed and weighted down because I don't have what it takes to do what you're saying. And I know so many moms who struggle with this. I know so many dads who have this insecurity I can't do this. And what happens is that wreaks havoc on your joy. That wreaks havoc on your peace. And that wreaks havoc on your sanity. But look, when Mary says, Mary says, look, Gabriel, 
How's that? Ha- That's impossible. Look what, look what Gabriel says, the, the word of the Lord. Look at this. First words he says, he says, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One born to you, or so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You see, what happened in Mary's life was supernatural. She could not, she could not take credit for it. Something was conceived in her that she could not take the credit for. And it wasn't her work, it was the work of the Holy Spirit. But sure enough, nine months later, what God conceived in her came out of her into this world. And mom, you need to know this. God wants to do something in you that when it takes its time and when it achieves its process, it will come out of you and you will walk around as, a, as an example of what God can do in, the, in a mom who is completely surrendered to him. What God wants to do is, is to fill you with his presence and power and his spirit so that you can be a mom. Like, you can't be a mom without the Holy Spirit coming upon you. Do you know that? Like, you, can ne- you cannot point your kid to Jesus without the Holy Spirit influencing and, and empowering your life. This power is not just available to Mary, but it's available to every one of us. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Those are the same words that Gabriel says to Mary. Mary, the Holy Spirit will come on you and you'll have power overshadowing you. Mom, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will fill your life and you'll be able to do, listen, you can't do it on your own. You're absolutely right. You don't have what it takes. There are going to be issues come up that you don't know what to do. There are going to be decisions you got to make and they're going to rack your brain and you're going to have no idea what you're supposed to do and that's why you need the Holy Spirit in your life. That's why you need to be full of the power of the Holy Spirit, full of the strength of the Holy Spirit, full of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, so that, check this, just like Mary, the Holy Spirit can produce something in you that you can't take credit for, and when he works inside of you, will eventually come out of you. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, check this out, this blew my mind this week, I hope it, I hope it relates to you, I don't know if it will, it may go over your head, I hope not. The Holy Spirit moved on Mary nine months later. She gave birth to Jesus. Jesus is this new beginning, this new thing. The Holy Spirit, the Holy, the Holy Spirit breathed on the disciples in Acts chapter 1, and they immediately birthed the early church. The Holy Spirit wants to do something in you to start a new beginning in your family, a new beginning in your life, a new beginning in your kid. And when that happens in you, it will come out of you, and you'll be going, oh, wow, I did not know that I could be a mom in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Josh, I thought that was just for like church. I thought the Holy Spirit was just about church and shouting and saying amen and, and people speaking in tongues and stuff. That's what I read in the Bible. No, no, the Holy Spirit is for you to empower you to do what God has given you to do. And God has called you to be a mom. So be a mom in the power of the Holy Spirit. Be a mom who is full of the presence of God. And so if you're a single mom and you're thinking, oh God, I don't know what I'm going to do. They're, they're, they're gone and I don't know how I'm going to do all of this on my own. You're not on your own. The Holy Spirit is living inside of you if you've given your life to Jesus. And he will empower you to do the very thing that God has called you to do. 
Well, Pastor Josh, you don't understand. We just had a kid and our marriage is struggling. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will transform your life and transform your marriage and make you into who he wants you to be. Pastor Josh, you don't understand. I have this rebellious son or this rebellious daughter and they're going down the wrong path and I don't know what to do. There's nothing you can do. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life telling you what to say, leading you in the path, instructing you, giving you discernment. You can't do this on your own. Mary could not give birth to Jesus on her own. She needed the power of the Holy Spirit in her life. Well, that's cute and all. The Lord is with you. You don't have to be afraid. He will be great. And he'll be great because the Holy Spirit will come upon you as a mom or as a dad. How do you respond to this? What do you do? Like, how do you how do you respond to that tonight when they won't go to bed on time? How do you respond to that tomorrow when, when they don't call you after they leave school because you don't know where they're, and you don't know where they're at? What do you do when you're trying to have a kid and nothing seems to be happening and nothing is, nothing is changing and nothing is, is working? Well, Mary tells us exactly what we do. Mary shows us exactly how to respond. Look at this, verse 38. Look what she says. First five words out of her mouth after, after, the, after the angel just tell, told her all this. Look what she says. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Mom, listen to me. Here's the bottom line. Here's the thing that I hope you take away from today. The good mom life, that's what I'm calling it good life as a mom, the good mom life begins with the words I am the Lord's servant. I'm the Lord's servant. God doesn't expect you to be a perfect mom. God doesn't expect you to be a perfect dad. He knows that that you're going to drop the ball. He knows that you're you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. You're going to say things in anger to your kid that you didn't mean to say. It happens. God doesn't expect you to be perfect. He just expects you to be surrendered to him. The attitude of, I'm the Lord's servant. I'm just the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said, I'm the Lord's servant. And as you surrender to Him, you will be unbelievable as a mom or as a dad. Why? Because the Lord is with you. You don't have to be afraid. And his plans for your kid are great. And he will use the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to help you guide and guide you into raising them up and influencing them to discover who he is. You know what the world needs? The world needs more moms and dads with this attitude. I'm the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. In other words, I don't understand it all. I don't have it all figured out. But it's not about me figuring it out. It's about me fully surrendering to God check this out. Everything didn't go easy for Mary. Like she had a tough life. You know what I mean? Do you think everybody believed her story? Oh yeah, Mary. Virgin birth. Right. No, the, the shame and ridicule and, and dirty looks that she would have received. All the while, she just got to remember the Holy Spirit has come upon me. The Lord is with me. I don't have to be afraid. gives birth to to Jesus in a cave. You think that was easy? That wasn't easy. 
But but after that, you know, she doesn't even really get to settle in and, and kind of and kind of you know nest. She has to go to Egypt and live in Egypt, a foreign land. And then just about when she's getting settled, God says, All right, it's time to go back. I got a purpose for the kids. So now she's got to go to Nazareth. She didn't have an easy life. But she was fully surrendered to him. And because of that, because of the I am the Lord's servant. Jesus, it's amazing what God will do and can do through a mom and a dad whose attitude is, I just want to be a servant of the Lord. I just want to be a servant. If you're looking for the good life, mom, if you're looking for the good life, that's where it begins. I am the Lord's servant. Let me pray for you this morning. God, we thank you for grace that you have given us as parents, the grace that you have given us as step-parents, the grace that, that is to us as, as, as aunts and uncles and, and, and grandfathers and grandmothers and, and, and sisters and brothers and, and all the, the, the moms who don't get uh, titles and recognitions for the, for the mothering that they do for our kids, teachers and, 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 and kids volunteers and, 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 and aides and all of the people who, who help help guide and direct and influence. Thank you for that grace. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who who empowers us to be a different kind of person, to be the mom that you need us to be, to be the dad that you've called us to be. Thank you for that, Father. Help us to remember that you are with us especially when we feel lonely, especially when we're confused and we don't know what to do, especially when we feel like we're walking this road all by ourselves. Help us to, help us to, 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 to relinquish the fear that we live in sometimes, that we parent out of sometimes, and help us to hear your words that we don't have to be afraid. Lord, we want our kids to be great, but we understand that your path is greater than our path. Your plans are greater than our plans. So Holy Spirit, we invite you into our our lives, into our families, into our homes today. Come upon us. Let your power fill our lives so that we can do what you called us to do. We're your servants today. If that's you this morning, say, Pastor Josh, that's I just want to be a servant. I just want to be a servant. All that you said, man, I, I get it all, and I come to the place that Mary came to. I just want to be a servant. Would you just right now pray that to the Lord? Would you just tell Him that? Just say, Jesus, I want to be your servant. I just want to be your servant. Maybe you're a mom or dad here, and you have a relationship with Jesus, and you would call yourself a Christian or a Christ follower, would you just tell him that this morning? I just want to be a servant. Would you invite the Holy Spirit? Would you say, Holy Spirit, would you fill my life? Would you overflow in my life? Would you come upon me right now? Would you live inside of me? Would you, would you fill me with your spirit, your presence, God? Let the power of God fill my life. Transform me, change me, do something new in me. So that what you begin in me will come out of me and begin something new. Do you feel my family? 
Thank you, Jesus. If you're here this morning, you're like, I don't, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. You can invite him right now and just say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Would you change me, make me this Lord, we're so grateful for our moms, our stepmoms, our foster moms. Our moms who look out for us when we spend the night with our friend. Our moms who uh, take care of uh, issues that that we as parents, maybe we don't even realize they have. We thank you, God, for our volunteer moms, our, our moms that jump in and we help our kids with a project or a task. We, we're so grateful. I pray, God, that you would just bless, bless them today especially. More than, more than uh, any, any physical blessing, God, I pray that you would bless them with the peace of God in their minds, in their hearts. Give them confidence, security, who you've called them to be, what you've called them to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.